everyone, welcome to episode three of Woso Daily. I am Joey, back again with Ryan, and we have another host in today. You know her from Woso Wednesday on the Scuff Podcast. It's Tara. How are you doing, Tara? Oh my gosh, I'm so good. I'm so tired. It's only day two. I don't know what to do, but I'm really, really good. It's game day. Yeah, game day for the United States. Ryan, how are you doing? We're good. Uh, it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint, but we are in the stage where we are very excited and we're sprinting this marathon. So we are burning ourselves out very rapidly. Yes, yes, very much so because I feel like there's been a million games and yet the U.S. will play their first tonight versus Vietnam at 9 p.m. Eastern time. We'll get to that in just a few minutes, but we're going to start by recapping the games that have occurred over the last 24 hours. And we'll start chronologically with probably, uh, I, I wouldn't say the upset of the tournament because New Zealand-Norway, I mean, that, that was quite a game, but Canada not taking three points against Nigeria, a nil-nil draw that saw Abadun for Nigeria set off in the 98th minute. Christine Sinclair did have a penalty saved, good save by the Nigeria keeper, but a nil-nil draw for Canada to open up their World Cup Ryan, I guess I'll start with you. Thoughts on this game? I was a little bit surprised, certainly. Um, but, hey, we talked about this yesterday. A good keeper can keep you in games. And that save was absolutely massive on Christine Sinclair. Yeah, uh, Ndozier definitely set the tone for the day of the goalkeeper. Um, we kind of touched on it a little bit yesterday about how most of the teams, my biggest interest was with the goalkeepers. And you start off with Ndozier against Kalen Sheridan, who is, if not the best, one of the top three goalkeepers on the planet. We can let Tara get into oopsie watch a little bit later there. Um, but that's part of the, the Sheridan brand. You get an oopsie and then you get a worldie. Yeah, yeah I think, I'm sorry for interrupting, but I think that her, uh, she, she made up for her. The, the oopsie she had it, it was a goofy one but she still she still had a really really great game and that's kind of the endearing part about Caitlin Sheridan is you're gonna get a wild decision to swing at the ball at the corner of the box miss it entirely get bailed out and then five minutes later just do a backflip for fun to make a save so <laughs> it was a cool game though I mean uh I I I wouldn't say I was shocked it was a tie. Canada's going through so much crap, for lack of a better term, with their Fed. They haven't had a friendly. I mean, they had this closed-door friendly against England that we don't know what happened. It was it was 0-0. Zero, zero. But other than that, they didn't have an April camp or anything, did they? I don't believe so. Um no, I believe their their last official game was the uh, loss in a friendly against France in maybe March. Don't don't quote me on that. Oh, uh, that was in April. Okay. Oh, it was. Well, uh, whatever. They've been going through a lot, um, and Nigeria has really really exciting players. Um, some of which we know from the NWSL. But I gotta tell you, I am so sick of Christine Sinclair. I <laughs> I really really am. And it was so obvious to me that Canada wasted, how how long was she on for? Maybe like 50, 60 minutes? She yeah, was she close. came off. She, she missed her pen. She she missed another big chance that I remember. Uh, 
it just it wasn't the game for hero christine sinclair i don't think no she came off in the 71st minute uh for sophie schmidt which the handoff right there of 500 total caps let's get your opinion on this if not sinclair then who if they sat her what do they do instead I mean, I I was thinking about this yesterday, and I think that that just speaks to the gravity of how long she's been playing. We don't really have a clear number two or number three just because Christine Sinclair is locked in no matter what and will never go anywhere. Like, she's taking away clear time for development, clear time for growth, for any chance that the world gets to know another exciting attacking player. I don't know. I mean, I I try to watch most of the Portland Thorns games so I can see the skill set and the beauty in moments of Christine Sinclair, but did it need to be a game one? I I don't think so. Uh, I think my favorite part of this that makes our Canadian friends and enemies the angriest is that the answer is Sydney LaRue. She would be the Christine Sinclair replacement, um, but she's ours, so hands off. <laughs> that, that is awesome. From a Nigeria perspective in this game, what do you guys think of? Because for Nigeria, this sets them up well. You take you know one of those you know, that's a pretty stacked group at the top when you're talking about Australia and Canada. And now with 32 teams, only two can get out no matter what. So for Nigeria, getting a point in this game sets them up potentially uh, to maybe sneak in uh, to the round of 16. Tara, do you think that that's a possibility? And what do you think this game did in improving those chances for them? Oh, my gosh. Group B is the most exciting group to watch for me. And Nigeria getting a point opens everything up. Uh, I think it probably opens it up more for Ireland, but these games are going to be big. Like, I cannot wait. I I think the next time Group B plays is um, on the 25th or 26th. I think it's Wednesday, actually. But it can't come soon enough because Ireland versus Canada is going to be fascinating. Yeah, my favorite part about this is Canada's prize for not winning is having to fly across the outback to Perth to have rocks thrown at them by Katie McCabe, who didn't get carded in the last game. So she is building up her um, her power bar and is about to commit some horrific acts of ultraviolence, and I cannot wait. No, it's going to be so bad. And ever since the draw, I've been like, tunnel vision obnoxious beyond belief about how I thought Canada was going to be second in the group and by being second in the group they would most likely see England uh, who's first in their group and I was like Canada can can do us a, a solid here get England knocked out really quick how funny would that be but now all that's out the window or whatever that phrase is. Maybe it's going to be Ireland. Maybe it's going to be Nigeria. Maybe it's going to be Australia. We have no idea. Yeah, your your group B agenda took a big hit last night. <laughs> it really did. Oh, it made me look foolish, but it's okay because that's how exciting group B is. Quickly, Tara, before we move on, uh, Ryan shared his thoughts on Oshawala, the Nigerian striker uh, last night and her kind of game-changing ability. Did you see that in this game? And do you think that can be a factor moving forward for the Super Eagles? 
Absolutely. Like I said, uh, nothing's off limits for Group B. Everyone has really exciting players. Well, I mean, except maybe Canada. They were not exciting at all. Um, Canada has exciting defenders, but uh, yeah, every, everything is on the table. Group B is a must watch now going into this tournament, like every game. Canada's 10 is their left back. And if that doesn't say joy to you, I don't know what does. <laughs> that, I mean, honestly, the memes are there uh, after this game. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens in the next two for Canada. But certainly, like you said, Tara, opening up Group B, now Australia on three points, Canada and Nigeria one point each after that draw, and Ireland uh, fourth with zero points after match day one in that group. We can move on and talk the second game of the day, which was your Philippines team, Ryan, taking on Switzerland. Philippines thought they had a goal in the opening minutes, but unfortunately chalked off due to offside. Uh, At the end of the first half, Bachman buried a penalty that was awarded from VAR. Pubel scored the second goal on 64 minutes for Switzerland. And that was all she wrote. Unfortunately, Philippines not able to pull the upset in game one. Switzerland with that 2-0 win sends them top of the group with three points over New Zealand, Norway, and Philippines in that order. So, Tara, you, you didn't get the word in on the Philippines yet. Thoughts on that? Uh, the Philippines team, which I believe 18 players were born in the United States from that team. And thoughts on this game specifically. Yeah, I think in the Scuff Discord, they're calling it, what, California FC? Mm -hmm. Um, It's our girls. I want to support them. uh, But listen, the game was real early. I didn't watch. I will get to the clips um, later on today. And Ryan, what were your thoughts on this game? I know you said you have a connection. Uh, McDaniel and Nett made a couple crazy saves. That, that, That double save that unfortunately did end up resulting in the second goal was not her fault at all. That was a great um, effort by her to try and keep that out. Thoughts on her and the Philippines team that you talked about yesterday? Yeah, I think the the result um, flatters Switzerland. Um, I think the penalty that was awarded is a good reason that we should banish far to the ends of the earth. Apparently, defending is illegal now. It's one of those cases where I mean, we saw it in the last two U.S.-Canada games where um, Davidson tried to clear the ball out, attacker stuck her leg in, got kicked, given a penalty. And I think it was Ashley Lawrence in the second game went to the ball, stuck her leg out, got kicked, called a penalty. The the Swiss attacker was moving backwards, did a slide tackle away from her own goal, and got her foot kicked while she was lying on the ground with the defender trying to make a clearance. I, I can't think of a world where this is a fair result. The, it wasn't offside. Yeah, she was offside. But clearly the dope shit exception needed to be applied there. It was cool enough where rules don't matter. That's a goal. I don't care. And yeah, um, Liv had a great game. Um, Scoreline's not going to look great, but if you actually watched the game and saw how well the Philippines did in terms of staying organized, um, and then when they got disorganized, just playing scatterball defense and getting in the way, a lot of good recovery defense, they got in the way they needed to and just got pretty unlucky. They, they have a really shitty penalty called against them. 
the only legitimate goal was on a third effort, um, just a scrum play in the box. Sometimes it'd be like that. This opens it up a little bit more than maybe maybe you want. But is it true every game so far has had a penalty? Uh, yeah. That's crazy. Yep. It makes me a little nervous going into our game. I mean, maybe maybe the penalty will be ours, though, and then it'll be fine. <laughs> the, the thing that excites me is, you know, just seeing whether any of these referees can pull out, like, an Ed Hockley, you know what I mean, on the call. Uh, <laughs> I... For, for those of you who are unaware, Ed Hockley, look him up, NFL referee who delivers some of the best after review calls um, in the NFL. But no, actually hearing them like say the call, I feel like is honestly in a certain way less you know climactic than like having them point toward the spot. Because like uh, in the Nigeria game, the red card, the way that the red card was announced is the referee says, it was a red card, not just brandishing the red card. So I don't know. I have mixed feelings on that. But Ryan, I am with you in your descent of VAR, especially in this instance. I think maybe by the letter of the law, it's a foul. But then the letter of the law has to be changed because that is just incredibly unfair for the Philippine defender to take a penalty in that instance where... The Switzerland player, like you said, is laying on the ground. Like, what can she do, honestly, uh, in that situation? Very unfortunate. But, hey, uh, Philippines will have to rebound. Switzerland, like I said, top of the group with three points. Over New Zealand, Norway, and Philippines on zero points in third and fourth, respectively. We'll move to the final game of the day. This was what we talked about yesterday. We have a couple injuries to pre uh, to uh, preface this game as Spain beat Costa Rica 3-0. Alexia Puteas, Rocky Rodriguez did not play. So a couple big hitters for each team. But it was a Spanish performance through and through. 80% possession, 46 shots, and of course just three goals to show for it. But Spain did start the World Cup off right with three points ryan is this what you were looking for when you said can spain get it together or do you think they still need to do more um i don't know if this is the game that's going to tell us if they got it together uh this is kind of the game i expected it to be um if you look at the momentum chart on foot mob uh it's just a whole lot of red like it was just waves of red going forward uh, an own goal a penalty they hit the bar uh, this game Three goals went in, one hit the bar, a very bad penalty saved. Um, it could have been a lot worse than it was. Uh, Costa Rica had zero shots on target, one shot. I don't even remember it, to be honest. And I think Spain had more shots on goal uh, than Costa Rica had attacking touches in their attacking third. I don't know if we're going to learn much from this game about what Spain looks like. It's more of just confirming that Costa Rica is along for the ride. What does that group look like? I'm checking it right now. I don't remember. Uh, Japan and Zambia. Oh, okay. So Japan's going to be fun to watch. But other than that, I'm not sure we're going to see Spain at its full potential for a little bit. Do you agree? I think Zambia has, I mean, they have Barbara Banda, who's the name everyone knows from uh, from Zambia. She's their, their talisman. And is luckily allowed to play this time because as horrible as FIFA is as an institution, they didn't ban her this time like uh, they did for for AFCON. 
Uh, it's yeah. good to have her back. Yeah. But they also have a couple of players in Spain, uh, Grace Chanda and Rachel Kundanangi. So a couple of players playing for the other team in Madrid. Um, they're not particularly good in defensive transition, but they defend pretty well when they get set in their block. I don't know much about most of their team you know, past those three or four names, but they definitely have more weapons than Costa Rica does to cause them problems. We didn't see Spain defend, really. We didn't see them have to transition. And when you are Spain trying to piece together a back line, missing two of their presumptive starters because they're not playing, because they're mad at the Fed, I don't have a sense for what Spain can do against um, a Barbara Banda or uh, Grace Chanda, etc. Cool. Do you think that uh, a healthy Rocky Rodriguez changes things? I no. say with a huge smile on my face because no, it's definitely a joke. <laughs> I wish, but no, I don't. I, I'm not sure you could put one player on that Costa Rican team and make a huge difference. Yeah. Um, is there is there any idea for when she's going to play again? Any, either of you know? I like Rocky, but I'm not sure what Costa Rica is supposed to do here in this group. No, I mean, Rocky Rodriguez, I don't, I didn't know she was going to be carrying an act coming into this. Canada was missing Jesse Fleming, too. So a couple more surprise injuries popping up on us. Yeah, I don't have a timeline on what Rocky's going to look like when she comes back or if she comes back. So more mystery excitement for Costa Rica. Yeah, just another reason to watch the games, I guess. <laughs> They're more fun on spreadsheets. <laughs> that's my kind of thing i love a good spreadsheet um but yeah spain 3-0 winners over costa rica like you said ryan i do agree probably not a lot we're going to learn about spain from this game a dominant spanish win in the end even though it was only 3-0 all three goals coming in the first half jenny hermoso also had a penalty saved on 34 minutes so it was a good save i thought we can move on and talk about the games that are upcoming. And I think we have to start in the place where everyone is talking about the betting favorites uh, to win the tournament. The U.S. of A. take on Vietnam tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. Both of you have already shared your thoughts about the USA. I know Tara is on scuffed all the time talking about the U.S. But as it pertains specifically um, to them taking on this Vietnamese team, what are you guys looking at? Uh, what do you guys want to see from the U.S.? This is probably not going to be as competitive a game as we're going to get against the Netherlands and even Portugal, but what do you guys want to see from the U.S. in this game, their, their first in this World Cup? Well, I, I'm expecting it. There's there's this like reoccurring theme that it's going to be 15 to nothing Vietnam's just gonna sit back like there's gonna be it's gonna feel like there's a hundred players in their box it's it's gonna be boring it's gonna be tough to break down at least in my opinion Ryan do you have anything no I think they um I think they might try to play similar to how Costa Rica did and just put 14 people in the box yeah. uh, bring on the coach bring on the athletic trainer and just sit them on the six and hope for the best yeah, Vietnam has one player playing outside of Vietnam, and it's for a low to mid-table Portuguese team. I tried to do my research on Vietnam, and I don't get paid enough to spend enough time to find anything worthwhile. <laughs> and I don't take much from 
the pre-World Cup friendlies. Like I looked at the score lines and thought, oh, that's cool. Anything I saw about their their friendly with Germany? It was Germany, right? Where they squeaked the, out a tie. The 2-1, was it? 2-1, yeah. Um, I, d- I didn't take much from it just because from everything I saw, it looked like Germany was barely phoning it in. They were telegramming it in. <laughs> yeah, and as it pertains to Vietnam, like, Terry, you mentioned 100 players in the box. I guess the only kind of like analogous game, I know a lot of people are trying to compare it to the Thailand game. That Thailand game, I feel the U.S. just continued to pile it on. Obviously, goal difference is needed. But do you think that's even a possibility? Or do you think that this Vietnam team can defend those chances and prevent a big number in the way that Thailand couldn't four years ago? Uh, I think there every there is no um, limiting our team. I think everything's on the table. It, it could be a super exciting game. Um, I did want to talk like super, super briefly. I saw some clips going around of uh, Tobin and Kristen Press's new World Cup podcast where they had Joe Ellis on. And they were basically talking about how dynamic and exciting our front line is, but how it's lacking cohesion because Alex relies on service and our wingers just want to take on defenders themselves and dribble and score themselves. Do you think that that means Tobin is team start Sophia in the center? Or do you think Tobin is saying we should cross even more? I know that's a really specific dumb question, but it's been stuck in my mind all morning. I would hope the former, but I don't know. Ryan? I think it's Tobin being Tobin uh or Tobin being bring Tobin. Um, I deserve to be there without a club. Like yeah, in my in my wildest dream, it's her being completely irrational and saying I should be there just for fun. Um, I mean, she was on one last night calling out Canada for being frauds. I saw. So, that. I loved every second of it. But I'm like, I don't understand what you mean by Alex needs more service. Just Megan whipping in balls to her head. Yeah, just Megan and Sofia Huerta just chucking in long balls. Because, I mean, like, if, if Vietnam sits back, we, we probably will try and find Alex's head more than we would like. But it just it didn't make a ton of sense to me. I think this is the perfect game to try out Lindsay Horan as the true nine. Just put her big head up there. Don't make her run at all and just throw balls at her. She's going to be up there anyway. I, I can't wait to see it. In the same way, there's nothing you can do to uh, control me from hopping on my free Jalen Howell soapbox. There is nothing you can do to tether Lindsay Horan to the position she should be playing. It's one of the most fun things to do, at least in this past year, while watching our team, our very, very good team, is try to, like, uh, you know match where Sophia Smith is or Alex Morgan is. See how high up on the field they are. And then you often see Lindsay Horan even higher. It, you'll you'll find yourself a couple of times like, what are you doing all the way up there, girl? Yeah, I think um, we're not going to have to see her do any defense until the Netherlands game, which is great because she hates doing defense. 
So hopefully Julie Ertz is actually a professional soccer player and not just a part-time soccer player because we're going to need someone to do two defend or two midfielders at the same time. Well, Vladko said early, early this morning, everybody's good to go, but he alluded to Rose specifically being um, like carefully introduced. So basically not starting is how I took it. But not Julie or Megan. I, uh, I think that you can basically take Puteas's effort from this morning and then just copy-paste Rose on there, get her 15 minutes, get her a couple half-hearted shots on goal, and just kind of go from there to ease her back into this. Yeah, and that's fine. That's going to be – that's more than fine. Um, quickly, 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 before we move on, I need a prediction. What's your front three, Tara? I'm going to go – Trinity on the left, Alex in the middle, Sophia on the right. And Ryan? Yeah, that's also what I expect. Um, I would like to see Lynn Williams get some time, but she is Vladko's security blanket and is just doomed to come on in the second half. Yeah. Yeah, I I second all those opinions. Um, Listen, hopefully we're able to get the young dynamic forward line that we've all been hoping for. Uh, we will see if that comes to pass. couple more games to quickly touch on. Zambia and Japan. We know that good old Greg Velasquez loves his Japanese women's national team. So will they live up to the hype that he continually puts on them? Will they beat Zambia, do you guys think? Absolutely. We got to see Japan a few times this past She Believes camp. Uh, camp, She Believes tournament. It's a real thing. and It's a trophy okay. even. Yeah, Japan was really organized. They were really, really organized. They were, they were fun to watch. Uh, there's no reason Japan shouldn't win. Yeah, Japan's going to win this game. I'd be shocked if they didn't. Greg's a big fan of Japan. I like Japan a lot. Uh, they're a, one of my four semifinalists. They're just a really smooth team. They know what they're doing, and they do it nicely. And in terms of how miserable these these start times are uh ryan ryan said it earlier you know it's a marathon take your time i came on here looking like a huge dummy not watching the philippines game but tomorrow i think we have two must watches like two wake-ups wake up for japan wake up for england um they're gonna be big games and tara you're welcome to dive right into that england game that you mentioned what do you think they're going to be able to do against haiti at 5.30 Eastern time. <laughs> Listen, I do not think it's going to be a walk in the park for England. They have struggled to score as of late, and Haiti has exciting players. Like, I, I don't I don't think it's going to be just an easy warm-up game one for England. Um, I do expect them to win. I'm just, you know, trying to set my expectations up. Uh, but I don't think it's going to in any in any shape be like a cakewalk do you, is that too silly ryan do you think no um i i think we saw what dumernay did to us like she humiliated becky sauerbrunn who again she's getting up there in age but she would still be starting for us and she made her look like a small child just destroyed her emotionally England is missing their captain, Leah Williamson, um, in the defense. But 
They still have good defenders. They've got Lucy Bronze. They've got Millie Bright. Um, if you want to stick Lauren James back in the fullback line and be weird, if you want to put Rachel Daly back in the fullback line and be weird, they've got good defenders, but they're not the peak England defense. And I'm really hoping we see England on fraud watch and just do something really stupid. Um, yeah. I think it'd be hella fun to see Dumernay or Mondesir, uh dunk on uh, Lucy Bronze. That'd be fun for me. Well, listen, we, we got to see how boring Canada was yesterday. England and Canada tied. They're a little closed-door friendly. Who's to say um, they're not going to, you know, look a little similar to Canada tomorrow? Yeah, that would be fun for me. It could be exciting. Um, I I was getting so annoyed with myself because I, I, saw, I saw some article talking about how injured England is. Which they are. They they're they're missing more than more than you know a few players. But the Williamson, Kirby, and Mead, the big three. Uh, I I would say, Macario, Swanson, and Sauerbrunn are could could go head to head with those three. Don't you? We're very we are, injured as well. We are completely ignoring that the best player in the world was Sam Mewis, and she hasn't been alive for a year. So good. I get to win my We're More Injured Than England uh, award. That's great. I'm going to feel good all day. And that's could, really all that matters at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I get to feel good. Uh, and I get to remember that Sam Mewis is is a player who, um, you know, I see every few weeks on some sort of workout machine. So she can move. We're, we're maybe safe to assume that she can move, I guess. Who is more mobile, Sam Mewis right now or Lindsay Horan tomorrow or tonight? <laughs> Hang up the phone. Okay, bye. <laughs> um, finally, 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 you guys were talking about a little bit before uh, we started recording Denmark and China. Two interesting teams. I, I forget, were you calling this fraud watch? I forget. Well, I forget that was the term thrown out. Um, Denmark. We'll see what they can be. They have a few quality players, Pernille Harder up top, like her. And then obviously China, you mentioned, Ryan, I think that, you know, there's two versions of China. What do you expect to see in this game? And what do you think this game can tell you about these two teams moving forward in this tournament? I think Denmark is going to look a lot like Switzerland did in the way they stayed organized, played methodically, tried to break down. Basically, Switzerland and I think Denmark are going to do a better job of what Norway should have done in that opener, uh, is take their time, play their spaces, and then go forward. You know, Denmark has uh, Guile and Madsen in addition to Harder, so they have the talent to get it done. But I think they might be a bit more disciplined than Norway was. But at the same time, you could get a nice back-to-back fraud watch with England and Denmark just not playing well. China sit up well defensively. They play fast in transition and they're going to look to hit you on the counter similar to what I thought would happen against Norway. I thought New Zealand would play the way I think China's going to set up, except Norway declined to play soccer. So if Denmark similarly declines to play soccer, China could pose a bit of a threat for them. Yeah, I I talked about how the Japan game is going to be a, a must-watch, wake-up, deal with it. England's going to be a must-watch. I'm probably not going to watch the China game, but I'm still going to be, you know, interested in, in the scoreline once it's over. 
I'll be out of town this weekend. So Denmark, China is not on my to-do list right away. Uh, you might watch it while we're driving. I'll not be driving and watching simultaneously. <laughs> yeah, I will try to watch as many of these games as possible, though I will say these middle-of-the-night watches might just not be able to happen due, uh, due to my level of care for my sleep schedule. So we'll see what happens. But uh, Denmark and China go head-to-head at 8 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow morning. But the big one is coming up. The United States take on Vietnam at 9 o'clock Eastern. And that's the game that all of our debates, discussions, you know, hand-wringing over the last four years have been leading up to. They start off their World Cup bid in Group E tonight. Thank you, Tara. Thank you, Ryan, for another great episode of Woso Daily. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll see you.